All right, man, I'm really excited about this episode, especially after going to practice last Saturday. It is San Francisco Training Camp Live with Bonte Hill, Joe Shasky the Butcher. And look, there is a lot to talk about when it comes to the 49ers. But the number one topic, of course, is the quarterback position. And we just went down to Santa Clara on Saturday. And what we saw in Santa Clara on Saturday has everybody buzzing right now on the internets, in their homes, on the couches, because people think we're insane, Shasky, in stating that Trey Lentz will be starting at quarterback for the 49ers when they touch down in Detroit, Michigan, to take on the Lions. I mean, it sounds absurd. It sounds crazy. But what we saw Saturday night, I'm hearing from people who have covered the game for 30 years saying that was the most impressive throwing display I've ever seen it in NFL practice. I mean, the kid has unreal moxie. He has unbelievable subtleties. Whoever worked with him on the nuance <laughs> of playing the position, the details of playing quarterback deserves all the money that's going to be coming their way now as a quarterback guru. This kid didn't even play last year. He sat out a whole year. Could have fooled me. He's never taken an NFL no. regular season snap. Could have fooled me. Arm talent is obvious. The moxie, the presence at the line, the understanding of where to go with the ball, not panicking, looking at the first, second, third read on a particular progression, the willingness to rip the ball down the field. The only area he really needs to work with is the little refinement on the touch passes and things like that. This kid is next level. Bonte, I, I am so excited to see him on a football field against someone other than the 49ers. You know, a lot of people are making a comparison to Jimmy Garoppolo throwing five interceptions on five straight plays in a practice in 2019 where they were practicing against the Denver Broncos. Now, my thing with that is, you know what? He had Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard behind him. Those are buckets. If we're, we want to go car analogy, they're buckets. You know, one of those buckets you buy from the auction for like $1,500. You're just trying to get from point A to point B. It's got no door handle. It's got ripped seats. It's got issues with the engine, but it's going to get you through six months. Well, C.J. Beathard and Nick Willis couldn't do that. They were buckets. This guy, Jimmy Garoppolo, better clean it up because sitting behind him right now is a Ferrari, is a guy who not only can run with the football, he can make all the deep throws, he throws with velocity, but let's just start with the quarterback drills. Before we get into the team drills, because I said Shasky, there's Trey Lance down there. You want to go see Trey? You're like, let's go. We walk all the way around the field, and it's just you, me, Grant Cohn, watching the quarterback drills. And even in the quarterback drills, we're like, oh, man, look at the way he throws a football. Look at the way he rolls out. And look at the way Jimmy Garoppolo does it. It looks good, but the ball comes out, and it's just like it's like you and I playing catch. Trey Lance rolls out and throws a football. It's like, this guy's going to break your fingers. I'm playing <laughs> catch with an NFL quarterback. I mean, the individual drills looked impressive. And his footwork is unreal. The ability to roll out in the pocket, mm -hmm. contort his body, reset his feet, the athleticism required in that. I saw a lot of baseball footwork, to be honest with you, in terms of like resetting your base and being able to deliver the ball down the field. Can he throw on the run? Absolutely. And we saw him do it to the left, to the right. right. But his ability to stop and then step up and then make a throw. Right. I mean, look, Bonte. The sky's the limit. When you trade everything that they traded to go get this guy, 
This is what you want to have happen in your wildest dreams. This is what every organization hopes gets every time they draft a quarterback, especially in the first round, and especially when you basically move three picks to surrender the one pick to go get this guy number three overall when you have a guy who is a winning quarterback on the roster. Look, we we talked about whether or not Jimmy Garoppolo can be the placeholder this year for Trey Lance. Because it's not a matter of if he's going to start, mm-hmm. but it's a matter of when. And it makes the owner of the 49ers, Jay York's comments earlier this offseason, kind of laughable when you really think about it. When he said, look, we're comfortable with Trey Lance sitting for two years because we have a starting quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. I forgot about look, that. Look, look, we might not be comfortable with Trey Lance watching for four weeks, let alone two years. Like, that seems laughable because of how much work Trey has put in. Peter King from Monday Morning Quarterback, we know him as an NFL writer. He's a Hall of Fame, has a Hall of Fame vote. He's a Hall of Famer. He had a nugget in his story this week saying that the Niners keep the intel on who logs into the iPad. And Trey Lance was by far the way the guy who logged into the iPad a lot more. And I'm sure he's not watching Disney movies. I'm sure he's not watching any given Sunday out there. He's studying yeah, Snapchat, Instagram. He's not doing any of that. He's got a cell phone for that. He is logging into the iPad, studying the playbook. And that's when we get to the team drills and saying, this guy already knows the playbook. He didn't look overwhelmed at all. And some of the throws, even the incompletions he made, wowed people. I mean, it was breathtaking. And I've been going out to 49ers training camp for a long time, for about five, six years. I've never seen a quarterback throw the football like Trey Lance did on Saturday. I mean, he's big, he's strong, he seems very smart. He's got what I'm looking for in the pre-snap mentals. He had multiple offsides that he drew with his cadence. Mm-hmm. Like, these are all before we we hiked the ball. It seems like right. his teammates rally around him in yep. between snaps. Then he hikes the ball, and on the first couple of plays in, in the team drills, they just free release from the edge rusher, and he just runs right by him for 25 yep. yards. Who knows? Maybe he keeps running, maybe he gets down. But like the very first three plays, you're like, oh, this offense hasn't had anything like this in years. And as great as Kaepernick was at running the football, Bonte, he wasn't a guy that started quick. His agility wasn't through the roof. Trey's ability to be twitchy and just move and go. I mean, it's you have to watch it to even understand how great of an athlete he is. And you know what? A lot of people will get to watch it. August 14th, when the 49ers take on the Kansas City Chiefs at Levi Stadium. Matter of fact, Shasky, I've already got the babysitter in place. Shower. All right. <laughs> She's not going to be back at three o'clock. And I'm going to look. The Chiefs game starts at 5 30. We need moms. We need pops. We need grandma to come here and just be a placeholder for baby Chez until you get back home because there's no way in the world I'm missing that game. Because what Trey Lance did Saturday, and it's what you talked about the players responding to Trey and how they like catching the ball from him. Brendan Ayuk catching a post route or like a deep end route and going to the house and the ball was placed right on time in the bread back. It's the way they reacted to Jimmy Garoppolo. And Jimmy Garoppolo got out there and things just started to snowball for him after a while. Now, he did have a good into practice, throwing a nice pass to Mostert, throwing a nice flat, a nice flat route. But the interception of Fred Warner, the near pick six when he threw it behind yeah. Raheem Mostert in the flat, the deep interception deep down the field where he underthrew Ayuk for 20 yards to Shasky. I didn't even know who was playing quarterback on that play. I thought it was a punt 
I'm like, oh, wow, they're punting, huh? They're practicing special teams. And I see you to my left going crazy. How could he make that throw? What is he thinking about? And you know what? Shanahan thought the same thing because he walked right over to Jimmy Garoppolo and had his hands out like, dude, what are you doing? What are you doing? He had no idea what he was doing. And then seeing the wide receiver's reaction when they come back over to the sideline, they're like, I'm open, and he waited to throw it to me. The same thing has happened to Jimmy since the beginning of his decline. Indecisive play followed by the inability to let it rip. And he just holds Mm -hmm. the ball too long, Bonte. It's just holding it and holding it and tapping it and tapping it. You got to rip it, dude. You got to get rid of it. And as the play lows on longer and longer, now they're not in pads. He would have taken four or five sacks in those practices. I mean, it's just straight up. And I don't know if he's going to survive with the right side being the way it is. And we can get into that in a little bit. But, yeah, look, again, it's not to say that Jimmy can't do anything well. He's fine. But when you stack him up to Trey, it's impossible to look this offense in the eyes and say, that guy right there, Jimmy G, gives us our best chance to win because you're just lying to the players. Trey Lance looks like the best quarterback right now. And you, you mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo and his inability to just let it rip. Let it rip. It's practice. All right? If it's just practice, and mind you, D. Ford, Nick Bosa, Javon Kenlaw, we're all out. All right? Jaquaski Tart, out. Drake Greenlaw, out. Half the defense was out. Why not just let it rip? It is practice, and you're playing for your job. This young man in Trey Lance is trying to start week one. He wants the job, all right? Kyle Shanahan, you don't think he wants to give Trey Lance the job? He wants Trey Lance to start, and you're playing for your starting career in the NFL, and you go out there and look lackadaisical, and we've heard today in practice he's already thrown a pick, the Fred Warner in the red zone. Why do you think he's hesitant? Why is, is it the ACL still? Is it the uh, ankle injury? Is it his shoulder? Why is Jimmy Garoppolo so reluctant to just let it go? I think it's all of the above. I think also the coaching. I think they were afraid to let him rip it over the middle because of the lack of arm talent and because of his, I don't want to say bad feel, but like there's an innate feel to hit a wide receiver the second they take their break. If you wait, it's not open. And yeah. unfortunately, it feels like Jimmy has, whether it's been pounded into him psychologically or whether subconsciously he's unwilling to try to force the ball down the field because he's afraid to turn it over. You just can't play that way. You, no. you can't play any sport that way, let alone quarterback. When people of 350 pounds named Aaron Donald, they're trying to breathe down your neck and they're right in your face mask. So, Bonte, I, I just I, I I don't know what has happened to Jimmy Garoppolo. It, it's kind of it, it's kind of sad in a, in a certain sense. <laughs> yeah. But I yeah. also think he needs to look in the in the mirror and say, I got nothing to lose. Like I gotta let it rip. So when Shanahan said there's no open competition, Jimmy Garoppolo is the best quarterback in the facility right now. How does Kyle Shanahan feel right now on Monday afternoon? I got to believe that he's saying, Trey, just keep doing what you're doing, and eventually we're going to have to flip this thing over. The the word I kept using to you was undeniable, and that was the talent. The talent is undeniable from Trey Lance. The ability to to make throws, move around, scrambling. Scrambling is like... On the lower tier of things mm-hmm. that I like impressed with on him because I expected him to be able right. to move. I loved that he didn't move just to move. He moved to throw down field. That was the big thing for me. But the second part is 
is I, I think he's got to make it undeniable. And he's almost there. He's getting there. It's you got to put together a body of work. It's not one right. practice. It's three, four, five practices in a row. It's two weeks in a row. It's a game here, a game there. And then it'll be undeniable. But maybe the Niners jump the gun because of some of these quarterback vacancies in other spots. And and maybe they make a move and it because it becomes his job before then. But B it's coming. Whether it's week one, week five, week ten, it's coming. Trey will think, be the starter. Yeah, I think it may be coming week one. I honestly believe week one. And I said this to you Saturday, and I think you agree with me. I would be shocked if he's not the starting quarterback when he head into Detroit at Ford Field. I'll be shocked because of what we saw last Saturday. Mm-hmm. He was the better quarterback on the field. And you know what? Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't even the second best quarterback. I think that's the biggest disappointment. In Saturday's practice, Josh Rosen looked better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy hey. Garoppolo looked like a guy who was entering his first camp, trying to learn a playbook. Like, he's been here since 2017, Shasky. You've been here since 2017. How have you not mastered the playbook yet? Where Trey Lance looks at the playbooks like, oh, I need more. Give me more. I want more RPOs. I want more screen passes. I want more out routes. I want all this stuff. Well, and he could just do more. Like, we're talking about red zone woes for this team. The RPOs that we saw and the holes that it opens up, you want to talk about more, more yardage, more easy yardage, more optionality down at the goal line on short yardage situations. Like, there's the more. Forget more from Jimmy. Trey could just do more than him. And look, look, if it was just legs and there wasn't the refinement in the pocket, I wouldn't be in this hysteria that I'm in. This is a complete package. Like he is the legitimate complete bet. This is exactly what an organization prays for when they trade as much as they did to go get this guy. Let me ask you this. When it comes to offense, so let's stick with the offense. We'll mm-hmm. move off quarterbacks for now. We can talk quarterbacks all day long. We well, talk we're going to keep talking about we, it. Yeah. We, we, we will. We, we'll be talking about it every day until week one. And then once week one starts, we'll be talking about it every second of every hour. So, The other concerns, what's the bigger concern for you offensively? The number three wide receiver, or is it the right side of the offensive line? For me, it has got to be the right side of the offensive line. Mike McGlinchey is a guy that you took 10th overall. You expected him to be, you know, a stalwart on that offensive line. And it's just not been as good as we'd all like. Last year was a nightmare at times for him. I thought he had some good games that people refused to recognize. But Mm -hmm. for the most part, it was a bad body of work for Mike McGlinchey. And I'm sure he would admit that himself in his private moments. He looks bigger this year. But Bonte, he he was getting beat time and time and time again by various defensive ends and defensive linemen. I'm very worried about the right side of the line. And this is where I go back to Trey. And if you're going to play Jimmy and you're not going to build a pocket for Jimmy, then he is not going to thrive. And that is, to me, another sticking point on why Trey Lance has the upper edge. If that guy gets a free release, Trey could step up and run, step up and throw. Jimmy ain't stepping up nowhere. No. Like, he's just no. not. So no. I'm very worried about the right side of that line, especially in this division. Well, Mike McGlinchey, let's just single him out. We watched the offensive line, the defensive line drills, the one-on-ones. Arden Key hit a spin move on Mike McGlinchey, and everybody said, oh, oh, and that was a sack. Next year, you know, Eric Armstead, after getting stonewalled by, I think it was Lincoln Tomlinson, mm-hmm. I could be wrong, he goes up against Mike McGlinchey, one arm stiff arms him into the dirt, just straight up punked him. 
And I was like, wow. Okay, Michael McGlinchey put on 25 pounds of muscle, and he's still getting bullied like that in one-on-ones? That's not good. But I'm going to say because I expect Trey Lance to start Chasky, which will make McGlinchey look a better than, look a bit better than what he is. I'm going to say the number three wide receiver. I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid when it comes to Mohamed Sanu. I need to see it in an actual game. I'm not going to lose my mind over Mohamed Sanu being number three receiver. And if there's any concern, my biggest concern, if Brandon Ayuk or Debo Samuel, both guys were injured last year. Brandon Ayuk with ankle injuries, hamstrings. Yeah. Debo Samuel, we know how physical he is. He was hurt all last season. Starting in the, in the offseason with the Jones fracture, it's the wide receiver depth that has me concerned. And I don't believe this team has a clear-cut number three wide receiver right now. 100% agree on Mohamed Sanu. A ball almost hit him in the face because he refused to turn around. Maybe he didn't know he was that open. Trey Lance threw a perfect throw to him. It should have been a 20-yard gain yep. right over the middle of the field. Ayuk looks unbelievably silky. That guy, yep. you can't get your hands on him at the line. He's just going to, yeah, yeah, yeah right by you he is a polished route runner effortless runner i mean what an athlete he is i right. mean just a pure wide receiver debo samuel looks so good right now Bonte, mm-hmm. he looks so good seeing him up close and personal and the what he did to his body he looks fantastic and but they yep. need these guys to stay healthy and i'm they with you look look right side of the the right tackle is a very important position for me because it's every play Third wide receiver, if this team ran the McVay three wide receiver set, I would be infinitely more scared <laughs> because they have use check, because they're going right. to run Dwelly out there alongside Kittle. I think you can mitigate whatever you know drop-off there is with the third wide receiver, but I'm not going to lie to you. If Ayuk or Debo goes down, they're in trouble. Big time They trouble. are in trouble. Big time trouble. Big time trouble. We saw some of the position groups. We saw wide receiver. We saw offensive line. Shifted over to the defense here as you listen to San Francisco Training Camp Live, watching San Francisco Training Camp Live with Joe Shasky, the Butcher, and Bonte mm-hmm. Hill. This is episode number two after we went down to practice down in Santa Clara Saturday afternoon. Defensively, the front seven looks loaded. And let's start with the defensive line. This unit is deep. DJ Jones, Zach Kerr, Givens, Armstead. Oh, and by the way, Nick Bosa, who's just warming up by himself. Looking like Superman. I mean, this defensive line is and, and Mo Hurst and Arden Key coming over from the Raiders. They look good. This defensive line, they're about 10 deep right now, Shasky. No joke. They are the best position group by far on the football team. Didn't see Dre Greenlaw in terms of the front seven. Didn't see Dre Greenlaw. And it sounds like Al Shayer got hurt at practice mm-hmm. today. We'll see what the severity is. The D-line and the linebacking play is the strength of this team by far. I think they've got an elite, elite front seven. You want to take Tampa Bay? I'll listen to you, Tampa Bay. The Niners are right behind them. You know what I mean? You want to take the Niners? You're not wrong. Tampa Bay's right Ooh. behind them. These two defensive fronts are unbelievably deep. And the thing with the 49ers, you referenced all those names. Someone's getting cut and is going to be, if not a starter, a rotational piece for Mm -hmm. one of these other teams. That's how deep they are right now. And they've got a lot of multiplicity in body types. Tall, skinny guys, short, Mm -hmm. stubby guys, just big behemoth dudes. I mean, Eric Armstead, you didn't even reference. Eric Armstead is the highest paid player on that defensive line. And we saw D Ford working on the side. It sounds like he's back into the team drills. So that's a plus. This defensive line is the bread and butter for this team. It'll control the clock. It'll give them good field position. It will play right into their run game, which they want to establish. To me, 
This is the strength of the team. An update from Kyle Shanahan instead of Clara Shasky. Shanahan on Lance and Garoppolo. No, we're not splitting reps up. I thought Trey had one of his better days Saturday, but that's nothing to move him up there with Jimmy or anything anything like that. Excuse me. So that's the latest from Kyle Shanahan. Do you he believe, believe him? What Trey? I don't believe him. I didn't <laughs> believe him when he said it wasn't an open court competition. I do not believe him whatsoever. So uh, does Kyle Shanahan foresee Trey Lance getting any snap with the ones? I haven't planned that at all. I haven't planned that at all. So see what happens there. But sticking with the defense, Fred Warner, who, of course, signed his massive extension. Look at that Fred Warner in person. The dude is a stud. He looks like a Greek <laughs> goddess. Oh, my Lord. There's not a percentage of body fat on him. I got 15% of body fat just in my gut, let alone <laughs> my face. This guy is, I mean, wow. <laughs> and what's crazy about him is that the other players clearly respect his leadership, and he yep. is a leader on this team. That was something I was worried about. You know, I didn't notice the absence of Richard Sherman. Did you? No, no, not at but all. That was something I was a little worried about in terms of vocal leadership. And and now I could put that to bed. You're not going to hear that this year. As long as Fred Warner's out there, they're fine. I mean, this mm. guy is a consummate professional dying to get out there and make plays, rallying the troops, working as hard as anyone. I mean, and then that visor with the SF on the visor. I mean, B. He, oh, my gosh. He is special. Runs like a safety, hits like a D lineman, unbelievable hands. I was thinking about it. And again, I, this sounds absurd. He got that Ed, Ray, Ed Reed range with mm -hmm. that Patrick Willis thump. Mm -hmm. No doubt. And, and what about that pick six oh off of God. Jimmy Garoppolo? He oh. jumped that route so Give easy. Give me that. Give me that. I'm going to the end zone. Number 54, Fred Warner. And a secondary, you mentioned Richard Sherman. Kwan Williams, Jason Verrett look good. I mean, Jason Verrett at number two looks look solid. He looked look good. good. Jimmy Ward rocking number one. Okay, I'm not mad at you. And Kwan rocking number 24. The defensive line will make the secondary look a lot better than what they are. But I don't think they missed Richard Sherman because let's be honest, Richard Sherman was a dog last season. I, Richard I Sherman that. dogged it. He I did, and that. I hope he go get some help. Uh, to go up in Seattle. We pray for him. Hopefully he gets right and hopefully he gets a job, but he was not a good 49er last season. I'm with you on that. There's no denying the tape tells you what exactly what he gave them, which is not a lot after being hurt for a long time. Don't sleep on Tony Jefferson in that secondary. I think he was a subtly big acquisition at that safety position. No tart the other day. Um, you know, when tarts out there, he's good. He's really good, but it's mm -hmm. always nice at a physical position to have somebody that you trust back there. I think Tony Jefferson's going to end up playing a lot right. for this team. It's a very sneaky, under-the-radar sighting for the 49ers, man. If the reports are is that he looks good. He's got to get his body right, but he does look good. Let me ask you right now, B. All right, Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, let's throw them to the side. Outside of the quarterback position, your most impressive and your least impressive person that you saw on Saturday? Whoo! I say Fred Warner because it didn't look like he skipped the beat. Um, okay. I, but you know what? Let, let's shove him to the side. I'm going to shove him to the side. Okay. Arden Key. Arden Key made plays out there. And I said, man, this young man coming out of LSU had high hopes for him wearing number 99. He made plays Saturday. And I said, Chris Cosair, the defensive line coach of the San Francisco 49ers, he's going to get the best out of him. So I'm going to go with uh, Arden Key. The least impressive, Mike McGlinchey. Mike McGlinchey did not impress me whatsoever, and this is a guy playing for a contract. He just didn't do it for me. I, I, one on ones, 
team drills. He's got to get better, man. He's got to get better. And I just, I didn't see it. Yeah, no. All right. So if you're going to take him, I think Mo Hurst was the guy that impressed me a lot. Yep. I'm going to go with Banks, the Notre Dame guard that they yeah. took. I thought that he held his own. I, nothing spectacular good. to where, you know, you think, oh, he's the next Larry Allen or anything ridiculous like that. But he's definitely not a bust. He can play and he can move people around. I like his footwork. My, I like the way he conducts himself. He seems to be a very high level player. I think he's going to be a player for this team for quite some time. Least impressive. If you're going to take McGlinchey, oh man, I'm going to go with Jordan Matthews. This guy Ooh. false started twice, lined up, didn't look big at all, couldn't seal a block. Him as a tight end. Like if Kittle gets hurt and it's just Dwelly, they're in trouble. They're in trouble at tight end. Big trouble. They may have to call Jordan Reed back and say, Jordan, you sure you want to retire? Here's a million dollars, man. Come out here and suit up. Jordan Reed, just play 10, 15 snaps a day, and we'll be cool. By the way, you mentioned how we're at the team store. Mm -hmm. But we went to the 49ers team store after practice. A lot of fans showing us love here at 95-7 the game. It was a lot of fun. How cool was it? Because last season, don't forget, no fans were in the stadium. Mm -hmm. It felt like practice games. How cool was it to see live football in person again? It was incredible. You know me. I love live football. I love being around the fans. I love seeing the entire field. I hate – look, television is a great experience, but I do hate that I can't see what I want to see, which is the entire field, the entire play open itself up. Where's the safety on this one? Where's the cornerback on this one? Because, you know, sometimes – They'll zoom in, and you just don't mm-hmm. get to see the entire thing. It was awesome. I mean, it was awesome seeing the players on the sideline and how they react because that's something that I like to look at is how do these teammates, once they go to the sideline, react to each other? How are they reacting to positive and negative plays by the quarterback, by right. someone else on their team? I missed all that. And then just to see the fans and see some of the coaches watching Wes Welker work these oh, wide man. receivers out. I mean, Chris Kacarek, that Mike McDaniels looking like he owns a brewery up in Oregon. I mean, everything about practice. I was ready to do what you said. Pick up the grass and start chewing it. Hey, look, how about when Shanahan walked out of practice field late? Because <laughs> we will eat the grass. Swaggy. I'm going to chew some of that grass. That grass was perfect. It smelled good. <laughs> it, it looked good. It was green. It felt like I was at home. But how about Shanahan when a team is warming up and stuff like that? And he's the last one to just walk out. And he's just got that strut. And he's got that smile. He's got the comb over. I said, this guy, Shanahan, you said it too. He's feeling himself right now. No doubt. He's feeling himself right now. There's so much swagger. One last thing. I underestimated the music that they play at practice. Oh, I tried to tell you, Shasky. You don't think I know about music, man. The DJ was playing hitters. The Shazam was out. Anybody who knows (laughs) what the Shazam app is, you go to Shazam, download it, and you tap Uh, on the button, and it starts listening. I got about six songs from that playlist on Saturday because I said, what the heck is this? This gets me fired up. I can only imagine being on a football field, hearing some of these beats with live bullets coming at you. It was a lot of fun down there. Shanahan was a lot of fun. John Lynch spoke to the faithful right before practice. It was fun just to be down there and around guys like DJ Jones, Nick Bosa, D Ford, who told us he just needs to get right, right. Well, you know what? He's in team drills today as Shedahan is speaking to the podium. As of now, Trey Lance will not get wrestled the ones. But you know what, Shedahan? Be careful what you say because it's just a matter of time before he does, does get wrestled the ones. 
I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this loud and clear. This kid is special. special. And the Jets whiffed. Just <laughs> they will never, ever uh, regret not looking into Trey Lance. All right, that's it for us. That's Jill, Jill Shasky, the Butcher, catches 6 to 10 a.m. on the morning roast, Monday through Friday on 95.7 The Game. This is our second installment of San Francisco Training Camp Live. We will get back to practice. We'll see you Friday at high noon on this platform as we break down 49ers football in the lead-up to the regular season opener against the Niner. Detroit Lions. Trey Area. Uh,